From Orms, this is Orms Air, where we unpack and investigate the compelling questions at the forefront of our creative community's consciousness. Joined by the artists, photographers, and creators brave enough to step up to the mic and join us in discussion. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Orms Air, the Orms podcast. This week, in our digital studio, we are joined by Mariette Kutsia, Cape Town-based alchemist whose practice allows space for her work to speak and often form itself. Through a mix of ink wash and geomorphic systems, Mariette allows us to take a closer look at the work she's creating. We, we really like starting out these conversations by just um, sort of chatting with our guests about their creative beginnings and in your case, um, we are especially interested in this because um, your medium is so specific and so, so fascinating to those of us who can't, who've never maybe practiced it or attempted to practice um, this form of creation. So I wanted to start, uh-huh. I wanted to start out by asking um, how, or what was your first introduction to art as a practice, as a, as a means of expression? Yeah. Um, I'd say my first introduction, like with most of us, was more like a memory of childlike playfulness, yeah, um, discovery and experimentation with crayons and paint. Mm-hmm. Um, like what my what my parents told me about me, just always busy with coloring books and you know just yeah. playing, um, and eventually that evolved into an awareness of art as a subject when I entered my first painting into a competition. Um, it was a painting of a circus scene and mm. I just remember I was disappointed because I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say that was probably my first introduction. Okay. Yeah. I love I love that you, you spoke about um, creative play because I think that as, as grown <laughs> individuals, we so forget that that is how our creativity starts, by playing, by experimenting. Yeah. 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 Do you do you um do you still practice like a an aspect of creative play in your creative process? Oh yeah, definitely. That's why I decided to use this specific type of art making because mm. it allows me to be very playful and I'm not um I don't really have control of the end result. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. That's amazing. I do that. Yeah. I mean, and and um and I think your your particular um um form of expression is so um it's so unique, and uh, like I, it's not something that we we see or we come across every day. So I, like, yeah, and I I want, sort of wanted to ask you like, and obviously for our listeners um who maybe don't know so much about your your process and what your end results are, you sort of um part of your artistic workflow involves using a scanner to um capture your pieces could we could we maybe like elaborate a bit on that like the sort of technical parts of of having this scenography sort of um part of your process how did you how did you first sort of discover that that could be used for creating um expressive and artistic pieces oh, yeah. of work? 
so this style, I, I wouldn't really say I discovered it. It's more developed over a period of time. Um, I got frustrated with like the limitations of traditional medium. Yeah. Um, because I'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and when I was painting and drawing and all the traditional art mm-hmm. um, techniques, I was always very um, you know I always wanted to do the perfect like perfect realistic painting. Yeah. So I wanted to get back to that childlike playfulness with experimentation and discovery, um, mm-hmm. letting go of control over what it looks like and simply enjoying the process. Yeah. Um, and then I just, you know, I played around with waterproof paper, all sorts of different paper, inks, different materials, but then I eventually ended up using my scanner. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the way I create the, the artwork is by mixing water, ink, and other translucent fluids together on a scanner surface, wow. um, which creates a different result every time. Yeah which I record with the scanner and then I keep the digital copy of the process. Mm. So technically, it's a photograph of the ink and liquid moving in action. To discover that, again, it, it, it so speaks to that, that childlike um, sort of approach to creating, which is incredible because I think, yeah. it, and you sort of touched on it earlier, like that idea that every painting needs to be perfect and depict like a realistic sort of... Um, understanding or aspect of the world but in actual fact your playfulness and your expression of um your sort of like views and I don't know um where I'm going with this but it 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 creates this like this very moving piece of work that you you almost have to like demystify for yourself as the viewer obviously yeah (laughs) it also keeps it very like quite exciting for myself no, no um, experiment has the same result. So mm-hmm. I, I sometimes, I mean, I'll go through a whole day of just not having any successful, well, I wouldn't know successful or non-successful, but, you know, you'll create yeah. better or worse looking pictures. <laughs> um, but it's also fun for me, like, you know, playing, and mm. I really enjoy doing it. Um, we actually had a, um, in our first season of Orms Air, we we hosted another scenographer um, on the podcast. And it, it was such an interesting experience because obviously we had never, we'd never heard of this sort of type of creativity. And I'm not sure if you know Michelle Weston. Yes, yeah, I am. He mentioned you in his episode and he said that you were, you were sort of his first understanding or inspiration into going into yeah. this process, <laughs> which is beautiful. And it's it's such a nice um, yeah. experience to have both of you on the same, you know what I mean, on the same platform, sort of speaking about a very similar process and like demystifying it for a lot of us who maybe just do not understand it at all. Yes, I remember when I met him, he was interested in sort of sounds in debt. And yeah. he was... And doing carvings and skulls and and that sort of thing, and I told him about the scenography and and it's such an easy way of you know creating art. And then he started, but his work is completely different to mine. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, and then he's he's doing very cool stuff. Yeah, 
it's very different I love but I love this and it's such a like um it's such a I feel like it's it's such a I don't want to use the word elite but it is like a small club um but I actually also wanted to ask you do you have any sort of sconographers um on a local or an international scale that you know of that you sort of follow um maybe on Instagram or whose work that you admire um there's a few other sconographers out there, but they work in a very different way than I do. Yeah. Mostly focusing on three-dimensional object scanning, and you know that's that's the traditional way. So, but my inspiration comes mostly from artists working in other mediums, you that's know, like traditional Japanese inkwash painters and mm. the work from the abstract expressionists. Yeah. Um, so I don't actually follow other sconographers. I follow Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but there's not no specific, not specifically any other scanographers. Yeah. I also feel like if I I don't actually want to because I'm scared of seeing something and being influenced by it um, unintentionally. Yeah. So I'd rather get my inspiration from completely different um, sources. Mm. But I think that's also the danger with um, with inspiration, especially actively seeking out inspiration because I mean you can it's so easy to sort of take on others um others perceptions and others practices when you actively seek it out yeah even if it's not intentional Mm. if you you see something often enough and you really like it it's hard to not try and imitate it I guess yeah no completely yeah we're gonna take a quick break and hydrate But while we do that, you can help us make our creative community bigger by spreading the word and sharing Orm's air with your community. We'd love to have you join the discussion and make your voice heard by DMing, inboxing, tweeting, emailing, or even carrier pigeoning your most burning creative thoughts, questions, and wonderings. Go on. You know you want to. In your artist statement on your website... Um, you talk about how you group your different pieces um, of work into a couple of different categories. Um, and we wanted to ask you about those categories and then how you go about deciding and sort of um, identifying which piece goes into which category. So, for example, like what features of a given piece would cause you to categorize it as this or that? Oh, yeah, for me... Um the work reveals itself through the experimentation process. So the patterns and the themes then emerge, which I identify and attempt to group or describe. Um, I then allow the work to be what it wants to be <laughs> yeah. after experimenting with colors and washes. So I just make a lot of work and then I look at it and I look for similarities and just it just is more, more a practical um, way of, Dividing, you know, just grouping things together and making my website easier to navigate. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Why? Well, but it also, um, I mean, there's not much meaning behind, not meaning, but mm. it's basically, I don't create the work to look a certain way, but in the yeah. end it does. And then I just group it together. It's but- actually quite straightforward. No. I love I love that you um when you speak about your work it's it's so beautiful because you speak about your work like it's a um it's a completely separate entity 
when you reference yeah. that, that the work, um, you know, the work decides what it is. It's yeah. lovely. It's really beautiful because it's sort of like a, it's an extension of you, yes, but it takes on its own being completely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also reaction, uh, chemical reaction. Yeah, I just put the liquids together, and then something else happens on the scanner surface. Mm. So I do help the process, but the process itself happens by itself. So maybe that's why I can talk about it yeah. in that way. Yeah. It's fascinating. I mean, like, if you think about it, you you, you almost like you blur the lines or the realms between artist and then I, I want to say scientist, like, like a, like a mad scientist experimenting in their lab and seeing what, what new creation or creature you can come and you can bring to life. Yeah. That's really cool. I've had that, that comment before, the alchemist. Yes, the alchemist, <laughs> that's what you are. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It does look a bit like a lab. I have a lot of little, you know, plastic bottles full of liquids and mm. eggs. And like, it does look a bit like a lab in my, in my um, home studio. <laughs> do, you, do you feel a bit like a, like a, sci- like a mad scientist when you, when you begin sort of. Oh, I'd like to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to ask you some questions about your Instagram. Um, if you're open to sort of discussing and going into that like very social space. Yes. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, cool. Um, so obviously we, we do our research before we, we speak with our guests. Um, so we've sort of done like a little bit of a stalk of your feed. Um, and we've noticed that like over the past few months, um, you've been sort of spreading your pieces over multiple posts um, so that one piece almost takes up like a full chunk of your feed, um, which is so, it's so interrupting, I think, um, in the flow of things, which is great. And it allows it to have like its own little, you know, like its own space within uh, a sort of, yeah. like, I don't know, I don't even know what the word is, like a um, a very noisy environment at times. Um yeah. So when, why did you decide to post your artwork like that? Was there a thought process behind it? Yes. Um, it was a few weeks into lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when the days just started getting so blurry, you didn't know what day of the week it was. Yeah. I just needed some structure and like a new a new project. Yeah. So this became my new project. Um, so I decided to change my feed layout. Mm. Um, maybe because I wanted it to be more interesting by setting my page apart yeah. to creating larger compositions. Yeah. And I have so much work. I mean, I'm not only posting new work. This is mm. work that I've done, started doing since 2015. So wow, okay, it's yeah. more of a, you know, like a curated, self-curated exhibition space. Just mm-hmm. That's how I see it. <laughs> um, and by doing this, it also allows for you know, to just cultivate discipline by planning um, with mm. an ongoing visual language. Yeah. And it forces me to to take that image that I'm posting on Instagram, get it ready for my website, mm-hmm. put it on my online shop. So it also creates a structure for me personally. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it allows me to plan ahead and add another layer through using fragments of my artwork to create a legible, larger composition. Yeah. Which I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Sometimes challenging because you need to plan ahead quite far. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and it can be a bit, not frustrating, but you can't just post something. Yeah. You just think ahead. Yeah. Um, you need to keep it fresh and interesting. I do have Sometimes I have days where, you know, the individual post is not that interesting, but if you look at it as a whole, it, it makes sense. Yeah. But I also love, I love that um, you're giving your community and your followers, like, the opportunity to almost take a um, a real close-up look at each each sort of component and facet that goes into this larger artwork. Because I think a lot of the times we yeah. see we see in the grid, you know what I mean? Like we see these tiny blocks, yeah. and yeah. it it and your work needs that that space. It it commands space. In fact, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. This macro, yeah, photography. It's super zoomed in. I scan the scan scans are super high resolution, mm. so it becomes a lot more interesting if you look at it very close up. Yeah. I'm trying to add a bit of that into the feed, into the Instagram feed now. Um, but it's obviously a lot better if you can see it up close on a on a print. Large, yeah. Um, and speaking of your work large scale, um, you and maybe our listeners don't know this, but your work is forms a part of um, the Orms print room and framing um, artist wallpapers range or selection. Which is incredible. So, our for our listeners, our print room prints uh, a specific range of artworks from a select group of artists and manufactures that work onto large scale pieces. So, wallpaper and um, interior installations. So, I mean, and that I feel um, as from a completely outsider's perspective, I feel like that is possibly yeah. the best way to experience your work is to see it covering and commanding an entire wall or an entire room because yeah. then you you get the full the full depth and understanding of like all of the different and there are so many tiny elements that you don't see but when you see it on that scale you actually get to like experience yeah. everything that's going on which is incredible yeah definitely mm. i just recently had a i mean the way i was became part of it with yeah. um, Leanne Killian she's the head of deco printing she approached yeah. me um, because we I worked with her back in 2015 when she was for an art lab yeah. um, she was my go-to person for, for all my exhibition printing yeah. um, and she recently got an order for a very large like a wall fabric print that was 4 meters by I don't know what the width was. It was, it was wow. really, really yeah. um, large scale. I think it's the largest that I was ever been blown up and printed. Very cool. Yeah. What was that process like? Like, I mean, I can imagine putting forward your artwork and being sort of a part of this selection or group of artists. What was it like, um, you know, like seeing your work in in that capacity and like knowing that you're your designs and your creations are now adorning the homes of strangers, I suppose. Oh, 
it's exciting. Yeah. Um, I remember flying to Joburg and seeing this ad that almost placed into one of the inside magazines yeah. advertising the the artist's wallpaper range and I was quite excited and, and <laughs> just took a picture and showed my parents. Yeah, I'm very yeah, honoured to be part of it. Um, yes. Um, very, yeah, I mean, I've been working with Orms for a while now. Mm. It's been good. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm honest. That's all I can say. Yeah. No, but I, I love that, and like I think it's it's such a it's such a, a beautiful moment where you see um, your work in print. Like that's incredible. I love that you yeah. on a plane it and you find your, yeah, exactly. It becomes real. Um, <laughs> Not just a digital file on my computer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's now like living, breathing, real. Yes, yeah. Before we continue unpacking this topic. We would like to give a big thank you to Orms, without whom this wonderful podcast would not be possible. Orms is a cornerstone of the creative community in South Africa, offering industry-leading support, the latest gear, and world-class display options to photographers, artists, and visual creators, both locally and internationally. As always, you can find out everything you need to know by visiting ormsdirect.co.za. The link can also be found in the show notes for this episode. Now let's get back to the discussion. Can we go back to Instagram quickly? I wanted to ask you about um, sort of your your experience on this platform because obviously it's it's social media and a lot of people have have issues with um, sort of maybe donating or giving too much of their time to those digital spaces. But as an artist, um, especially mm-hmm. those trying to sort of get their work out there and have, you know, build a presence and be noticed. Do you think that um, these days, especially these days, now that we're very focused on digital, do you think that um, having a social presence, especially on Instagram, because it's more of a visual platform, do you think that it, that it's sort of like an important step for artists to get noticed and to get clients and to sort of build that name for themselves? Yes, um, I think as a visual platform, it is a very effective tool to get noticed. Yeah, I can't speak for all artists, but it has definitely been helpful in building connections for me personally. Mm. I do get most of my orders, most of my inquiries, most like a lot of people just comment and yeah. tell me or ask questions because of Instagram. It's where I communicate most with people, not only in South Africa, but yeah. Yeah, international too. So yeah, definitely for me, yes. <laughs> was it uh, when you first started sharing your work on the on the platform? Was it like a was it sort of a, a scary experience? Um, initially, you know, people don't know what it is. Like yeah, I do. So it's a lot of explaining, and mm. no, I don't say I wouldn't say it was scary. Mm. It was just. I just I, I just had to start and you know, go with it, not yeah. overthink it. Um, but but now it's yeah. part of my daily life. I'm literally on Instagram. I don't know. I'm too shy. I'm not going to say how many hours a day. But <laughs> it takes a lot of my day. <laughs> yeah. No judgment at all. No judgment. I'm not going to talk about my hours spent on Instagram either. 
because I'm sure it would shock everybody. <laughs> yeah, not healthy. <laughs> no, it's not at all. But it, it is also like where we are in the world, you know, it's that connection. Yeah, and it actually just got worse during the pandemic. Yeah. Like the whole day. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But, but, it's, no, but it's my work, so it's also yeah. not just fun. Yeah, yeah and you, I mean, there you go. You have an excuse. It's your work. The thing is, we were talk, sort of talking about um, the global pandemic. And obviously in South Africa, we, we experienced lockdown um, where we were we were ordered or uh, ordered actually is the correct word to to stay inside our homes, um, to protect yeah. ourselves and obviously our, our broader community. Um, but I mean, and I think this is so it's it, it affects everybody. But I think creatives, um, I think we we take on this sort of stress and change in a different way um do you find that um as a creator do you think that it impacted your work and your creative process in any way i think it did in a positive way okay um i initially you know i was reading the news and i was getting quite caught up in the negativity yeah but then I started enjoying the solitude that yeah. allowed me you know, time to reflect and experiment with my art. I started mm. doing meditation and yoga and mm. I really enjoyed being an artist during this time. Um, I think I'm quite lucky. I started going for walks in nature quite often. Yeah. And I feel the exposure to nature and no distractions at all allowed me to lose myself in my work. Mm. Um, inhabit that experimental space mm. so you know, I know it's not a positive wasn't a positive experience for everyone but yeah. for me personally a lot of good came out of it yeah I was very productive <laughs> <laughs> but that's great so yeah it was great yeah but I'm I feel like I'm not really allowed to be too positive about this a lot of people are suffering so yeah but for me as a creative it was a positive experience i think i think this is the thing a lot of people um yes a lot of people are suffering and there's been a lot of a lot of um scariness and a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety caused by this pandemic but i think at the same time it has allowed a lot of us to have that time to be introspective and to Again, mm-hmm. yeah, look inside and as you said, calm like slow down and sort of mm-hmm. look outside and take take in all of this beauty that's around us and actually um, mm-hmm. appreciate it. You know, because other sometimes life is Definitely. so busy and you can't you can't slow down. You don't have that moment. Yeah. yeah. No, I love this. I've never been on as many hikes as the last year. Yeah. But it's also that like craving um, to get outdoors. You know what I mean? Like move your body. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. And and how are you? How are you doing with everything now? That now everything sort of slowly started coming back to, um, you know, like I don't want to say normal because I I hate that such a such a phrase that's being thrown around now. The return to normal, but now that sort of society is coming back into play and people are venturing out again. Well, I try to keep to hold on to the good parts of yeah. that being alone and 
mm. you know, having all that time to yourself. Yeah. But I have to say, it's just going back to normal again, and I have to remind myself to appreciate those things, not yeah. forget about it, um, and still slow down and take time to reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, things have definitely become more, you know, I mean, online, you know, the traditional physical exhibition spaces became less. Most of my exhibitions that was going to happen this year got cancelled yeah. or postponed. So I had to um, focus on, you know, shifting my focus on self curating, yeah. um, trying to reach as many pe- as many people. Um, while playing, trying to stay true to my process and yeah. journey because that's what everyone's doing now you you have to have an online presence you have to have your website up to date yeah. if you want to be be an artist you know, actually this is this is what I do for a living yeah I don't have a, a job um, but so far I'm lucky enough to to be able to do it and I can't complain. <laughs> I just had to not reinvent myself, but basically focus on reaching more people online. Do you think? I think it's a, it's a, it's a learning curve. Like we were um, when we first started chatting, and we were both struggling with our our Zoom connections. Um, I think it is. It's a learning curve, and I think we'll we'll get there slowly but surely. And I think it's it's just really important yeah. to remember that we're all we're all sort of you know in this together. And we're all going to figure yeah. it out together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luckily. We're not alone. No, we're <laughs> not alone. Mariette, um, I wanted to say thank you so much for, for joining us um, on Orms Air. It's been so lovely to it's chat pleasure. with you and to discover your process and um, find out more about your work and what goes into it. And I love that um, we, we now will, will always refer to you as the alchemist. Because that is what you are. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome.